What it do, Sports Betting Nation? Ace is high here with you, coming off a fantastic college football weekend. A lot of other sports, too, that we had in there. But I'm joined by the one and only Hardways Mike, although I should say Mr. Champion Hardways Mike. How you doing, Hardways? Well, Aces, I'm doing great here on this Monday. I wasn't going to bring it up, but since you brought it up, yeah. but we'll have to, we'll have to uh, give the real Jay-Z a little bit. We'll have to rib him a little bit on Thursday because that wasn't just that wasn't just a win in the championship game. That was a straight-up beatdown. That was a shellac, and you gave the man a shellac. And I will say, though, I mean, we're, we're talking about sports betting intel personalities in the championship. we got Hardways and we got the real Jay-Z. Yes, there are more people than just us in that tournament or in that league, I should say. But those two were in the championship, Mr. Hardways and Mr. Real Jay-Z. And yes, Hardways, you took him out to the woodshed. I was happy to see that uh, you went over there after all the trash talking he was giving all throughout the week. That was great to see that as well. And as you know, on you got the other the other podcast, the College Football Rundown. You got the Madman Woj over there. He was talking trash the week before. He got a win against that one. So make sure you bring that up this week. But yeah, speaking of college football, man, was it a good weekend. I mean... We got to start because we were talking about in our group chat, but the Alabama Auburn game, my goodness. I mean, that just the last two minutes of that game was something else, wasn't it? I think that was incredible. I, it, it, if you bet on this game, it probably didn't impact you a whole lot unless you had the money line on Bama for some reason, or maybe you took the upset there. If you did, kudos to you because Auburn is a good football team. I mean, it just came down to the fact that Alabama just gets lucky sometimes. I mean, you can say all you want. Oh, it's skill, it's talent, it's play calling. When you got to make a 40-yard pass on fourth down with the game ticking down, no time left, and you complete that against a defense that obviously know, knows it's coming into the end zone, I mean, and they get the completion, it's just hard to see that as anything but lucky. I was really disappointed because I don't want Bama in this playoff talk picture. Yeah, I mean, I don't know how they get kept out of it just from a media standpoint, but you're right. I mean, fourth and 31, there's 30 seconds left on the clock. You know it's it's fourth and goal from the 31. You know it's going to the end zone. How Isaiah Bond gets open, how Jalen Monroe completes that pass, makes the time to complete that pass is beyond. I mean, there, there's a, a hell of a lot of luck to it. Don't get me wrong. But my goodness, that the, the Alabama team that we saw at the beginning of the year that lost to Texas – is not the same Alabama team. They've certainly figured some things out on offense. I think Saban letting Jalen Milrow run in the second half. I mean, he went 18 carries for 107 yards in this game. It has changed the dynamic of this offense. So they will be in the playoff conversation despite our reluctance. And, yeah, I mean, other playoff consideration games, Georgia, they didn't put it on Georgia Tech. I mean, Georgia was a 24-and-a-half-point favorite, and they won by eight. Thoughts on that, Aces? I mean, Georgia, was it just kind of – coasting into the playoffs here the georgia tech was beating them in the first quarter i mean they were they were playing better football than the best team in the nation the georgia bulldogs in the first quarter i mean it was it was incredible georgia tech played good football obviously much closer game than anyone expected that i know anyways i didn't expect this close of a game i don't know if it was jitters about georgia you know being undefeated it's never easy to be undefeated in college football or any sport for that matter on the season, Georgia still has that goose egg. You know, they don't want to lose it. Maybe a little bit of jitters on that. Maybe looking ahead to that Alabama game this weekend. I don't know what the reason for it was, but Georgia Tech played them hard. Actually, through the whole game, especially the first quarter when Georgia Tech was the better team in that quarter. I mean, that's that's why we have rivalry weeks, right? Uh, you can't really put numbers to this kind of stuff. And I don't know if there's any data to support looking ahead, that philosophy or that mentality, and whether or not that actually affects performance. But yeah, Georgia Tech at home. Just 
keeping pace, actually beating Georgia in the first half, as you mentioned. Another team that is in the playoff talk, but this is going to be tough for them to keep the momentum going, is Florida State. They went on the road. They did beat Florida, 5-7 and seven Florida, 12-0 and 0 Florida State. They lost Jordan Travis the week before to a season-ending injury. I know you don't really think much of this Florida State team. Do you think they have a shot of getting into the top four? Oh, absolutely. They will get in the top four. If, if they beat Louisville, they'll get in there for sure. They'll be in there. Uh, mark my words, there's no way they don't get in there. If they lose to Louisville, I think they still might have a shot. I hope that's not the case, but it'd be a slim margin. I still think they have a shot. But yeah, they, they beat Louisville in this championship. There's, there's, I mean, I don't respect the ACC. I don't respect Florida State. I mean, we can see that by Louisville. <laughs> like, I mean, come on, the second best team in the ACC losing to a mediocre team over there in the SEC. It's just it proves itself, but nonetheless, they're undefeated. They have that goose egg and they're playing good football. I know injuries count. Mr. Travis is out. Uh, you know, you got to keep take that into consideration when the playoff committee is making their decision, but they beat Louisville. They're in. Well, I mean, Louisville, not just losing, losing at home to a Kentucky team that is mediocre, seven and five. Now, Mr. Ray Davis has a special place in my heart. Of course, he was on my fantasy team, but yeah, they lost in that game 38 to 31. So Louisville in the championship against Florida State. We'll see who comes out on top. I'm not sure that Florida State can make a deep run without their quarterback. But of course, we've got a couple more. The big one on the weekend and a guy that we know was at this game is the Ohio State and Michigan game. Did this one play out the way you were expecting? It did. I mean, we talk, I talked about it on this program. I talked about it on the college football rundown. Anybody listens to that? And yes, this game played out just how I expected. I mean, Michigan won the football game. It was a close football game. I'm sure you were watching it. Both teams, you know, played their best. I think from what I saw, they played their best. And at the end of the day, Michigan wins the football game. They covered the spread. And again, that covering the spread, I'd say that's more of a coin flip that they did that. They covered that three and a half. But I don't think it was so much a coin flip that they won this football game. They were just the better team, especially at home. Well, Ohio State had a chance. They had the ball with under a minute to go. They had a chance to go down and score a touchdown to take the lead, and they couldn't get it done. Kyle McCord throws an interception, end the game, ending Ohio State's chances for both. Probably, well, they might still be in the playoff consideration. I mean, 11-1 on the season, nothing to sneeze at. It'll be tough for the playoff committee. A couple others, Pac-12-wise, we got Washington. They Washington State took them took them hard. It took them to the end there. Washington ends up winning 21-24. to And then Oregon, Oregon did what they needed to do. They didn't really blow the doors off, but they still scored 31 against a pretty good Oregon State team and held Oregon State to seven points. I think that was a bit a bit of a bigger surprise to me was that Oregon State could only quote muster seven points here against Oregon. Yeah, Oregon had they had something to play for. They had a statement to make. They want to get in the playoffs. If they beat Washington this weekend, they still knew there was some question about whether they get in the playoffs. The Oregon football team, obviously, I think Washington should have a free ride if they win that game. But they had a reason to play. And I, I know people like statistics. I know people like to look at things as far as numbers and quantify them. I myself do too. But you also have to understand the fact that Oregon wanted to win that football game handily. They wanted to shut down their rival, especially in the Civil War, a rivalry game like that. And then it has playoff implications. So it all came together. Wasn't surprising too much to me that they shut them down. But again, I just think Oregon was not going to lose that football game. They were not well, going to be stopped. That, that was, I was watching that game and I, I just couldn't believe, well, DJU is probably not the answer there, but they shut down Damian Martinez, Jack Velling, who's been one of the best pass catching tight ends in the nation this year. They shut him down almost completely. 
So moving on, though, we do have conference championships coming up. We've got this one on Friday. It's not the first one. We've got the North New Mexico State Liberty game. That one is on Friday at 6 o'clock. In that, but the, the big Power 5 one, Oregon-Washington, 11-1 Oregon, 12-0 Washington. It is at Washington. But Oregon, big favorite in this one, 9.5-point favorite, minus 340 on the money line. If you're back in the Ducks, which I'm sure the real Jay-Z is, that's over on DraftKings. If you want to back Washington, though, the Huskies are plus 280 over on points bet. It's probably too early in the season or too early in the week to make a determination. But Aces, are you which way are you leaning in this game? Or where are you going to put, be putting your money down? And I'm staying the hell away from this game. Why? I mean, nine and a half. That's a huge number for I'm not sure. Maybe I'm wrong on this, but has Washington lost a football game on the season? I understand the Ducks are a great team, and I do think they're a better team, but you know, two scores? I mean, I, I'm i not going to touch this one. If, if it was closer, you know, the spread was smaller, tighter spread on this one, maybe a tighter money line. I might even take the dog, Oregon, at that money line. But no, sir, not with this nine and a half, ten points. It's insane. Well, we'll have, to, we'll have to circle back with the real Jay-Z on Thursday and get his thoughts on this one. That's when our college football preview show will come out. In this case, it will be the conference championship game. So moving on, we've got games on Saturday. Of course, we've got Texas and Oklahoma State in the Big 12 championship nine and three oklahoma state at 11 and one texas longhorns that let's take a look there minus 14 for texas i'm going to pull up our game board here minus 590 on the money line there that's at bat rivers for texas plus 490 on DraftKings. texas has looked not beatable per se but certainly not as powerful as they have been in the early part of the season are you going to be laying the money on the 14 point spread there on texas it, it depends. If I, Get rid of that hook and that 14 even. I know some of the books right now have it at that 14 even. Looks like Bet Rivers. I'm looking at sportsbettingintel.com on the game page here. Bet Rivers has minus 109 at that minus 14. If I can get it down, get a half point off there, maybe. I, I take that at a minus 110 for sure. Um, I think Texas is going to come out. They're going to come out strong. You got to remember, you got to put yourselves in the eyes of the Texas Longhorns and Mr. Sarkeesian they think they still have a shot at the playoffs and they're not going to get to the playoffs by beating Oklahoma state by seven or eight or even 10 really. So, you know, they're going to be putting on the gas, you know, if they're going to win the football game, they're not going to win it, want to win it by one touchdown. That is going to influence the play calling. I think in my opinion, it's going to influence how aggressive they get and how much they want to win this game by. So yes, I think I would lay those points if it got under 14. Well, and I think that speaks to the over-under in this game, which is currently sitting at 54. In previous, with how good Oklahoma State's defense has been this year, better this year, I know it's kind of an oxymoron to talk about Big 12 and the defense, but Oklahoma State's defense has been pretty good, as is Texas. So 54 and a half, you got to think that that is what that's in the minds of the odds makers, thinking that Texas really needs to show something to the committee in order for them to get in we do have, you mentioned earlier, the Louisville Florida State game. And I think that speaks to how much one person, one with a, the quarterback makes to the difference because Florida State's only a two and a half point favorite in this. If you want to back Louisville on the money line, you can actually get them. Let me pull that up on the game board here at plus 115 over on points bet and Caesars, Florida State minus 130. Certainly, this is probably closer than, well, it's definitely closer than it would be had Jordan Travis not got injured. But are you back in Louisville here? No, I won't. And last week, um, I mentioned, I'm not sure if I mentioned on this program, but I did mention on the college football, it was my pick for the week and it was a big one. It was Kentucky over Louisville. 
I took plus 240. I mean, how sexy is that? Getting a <laughs> plus 240 money line coming off a plus 330 the week before on the pick. You got to love that. You got to love that. So clearly I'm not a big Louisville fan picking Kentucky there and getting that win. I'm just going to stay away from this one altogether. I watched that Florida, Florida State game because you mentioned on the podcast, I had that Florida exact at six wins in the season. They couldn't get it. They needed to beat Florida State. They couldn't do it. But they look pretty good for what a mediocre SEC football team should look like against the best team in the ACC. So Florida State had some troubles in that football game. I'm going to stay away from this one altogether unless something really changes on the lines. Yeah, I did mention it on the Thursday podcast. I couldn't remember if it was five and a half or five exact wins or six exact wins. I did look back. It was in DraftKings. It was six exact wins. They couldn't get it done. It was Certainly gave me hope when when they were playing Florida State, but they just couldn't squeak it out. And I will say I also took under five and a half wins on the season. So that came in nicely, helped offset that. A couple more real quick. We will touch on these in detail on Thursday with the real Jay-Z, but Florida, or excuse me, Georgia and Alabama. Alabama gets the home field not here, but it's still Georgia minus five and a half, minus 195 on the money line. That's a, actually a really good line if you want to take that. That's on Bet Rivers. Not sure I'm going to lay two to one on Georgia, the Bulldogs there, but minus 195 on Bet Rivers. Otherwise, plus 175 for Alabama on points bet and Caesars. That five and a half spread, that's a bit of an odd one. It's not six and a half. It's not four and a half. It's sitting right there in the middle aces. Is that the odds makers not sure which way they're kind of leaning? Yeah, I I don't know. And you mentioned that Alabama is the home team. They're the home team, you know, on the, on this score sheet, as far as the game, it's, it's at Mercedes Benz stadium. So it's a quote unquote neutral field there in Georgia. Um, I, I don't know. I, I'm, I'm going to do my research in this game. I'm going to look into it a little bit more. I'm, I hate to say it, but I might be staying away from this game too, because Alabama has so much to gain from beating Georgia. Georgia loses this football game. I don't, it's hard. I hate saying it, but I, I don't see them out of the playoffs. So they don't have as much to gain. It's hard to bet on the team that doesn't have as much to gain at that five and a half, five number, whatever you're looking at. So as of now, I might stay away from it, but I'm going to do a little bit more research on this game. Yeah, I don't know that Georgia, even if they get absolutely slaughtered by Alabama, which I don't see happening, but I don't know how you keep them out. They would be only one of possibly four, excuse me, 12 and one teams, depending on if Florida State loses and Michigan loses and Washington loses, but yeah, we will. This one is one that I'm I'm certainly going to be looking at very deeply this week. We'll circle back on it. Carson Beck, Jalen Milrow, two stunning quarterbacks here this year. Then, of course, we've got the game of the week, the Big Ten Championship, <laughs> Michigan and Iowa, 12-0 Michigan, 10-2 Iowa Aces. I know it's not the 12-0 season that you were predicting at the beginning of the year, but you got to be impressed with that 10-2 Iowa team, yeah? Pretty close, pretty close. I, I have to look back, but I'm guessing I was the closest as far as the picks went. And I had them undefeated, so I'm pretty happy about that. <laughs> Might be wrong, but, I mean, big football game. I'm happy about this. I was in the Big Ten Championship. Say what you want about them. You could guess where my money is in this football game, Mr. Hart. Well, you, if you want to take Iowa, if you want to back aces or, or tail aces here, plus 1,400 is your best line at Iowa. So don't go to BetMGM. It's got an 1,100. Don't go to Caesars at 1,250. Don't even go to PointsBet at plus 1,230. Go over. I mean, this this is right here. This If you're betting Iowa – Right. The the cost of our membership here is 20 bucks a month. You just saved yourself a significant amount of money just by getting that plus 1400 on Bet Rivers right off the bat. Yeah, there you go. Pick your best book. I was going to actually bet. <laughs> I think I messaged a group about it. I was going to bet Iowa on the open there over at FanDuel. I was going to put three bucks on it, but they had an initial limit of $214 on that line. So I didn't bet it, but now it looks like I might throughout the week get a better number on that. So 
kudos to me. Sucks to be you, FanDuel. Maybe we can go over it a little bit more on the college football preview episode. We certainly will. This is a 23 point, 23 and a half point spread here. Michigan obviously favored in this, and this one is kind of low over under 35 and a half. I'm not sure why. I think Michigan's got a pretty good offense. I mean, it's obviously they're not really the bookmakers aren't really confident in the Iowa ability to score. I think that we've got a projected team total now of six and a half for Iowa. So we will talk about that more. So Aces hockey. We've got NHL. It's certainly been a good season so far. Again, if, if you're a Blackhawks fan, you have to be excited about the future. Maybe not so much this year, but <laughs> our Blackhawks there, you know, it, it's it's fine, I guess. It's not what we are hoping for. I, everybody kind of knew coming in. I don't think we thought they're going to be at the bottom of the central, but Connor Bedard, he's the kid. He's the guy, right? He is the guy. They're, they're having a, you know, a little bit of trouble. It's expected. You can't win a game on one person, but one person can shape a franchise, right? Going forward. We've seen that in Across a number of sports. We saw it with Kane and Taves, you know, the two-man duel. I guess you could pick your poison. Probably Kane is the one that shaped it before for the Blackhawks. But we've seen it in other sports, too, where you get that one man, and then you start to build your roster around them. That's what the Hawks are doing. You know what? I don't know how often I bet on them because I like them. Probably shouldn't. Probably not getting a great number on them. But I will bet tonight. If you want to take this heads up, you let me know. I bet they will not lose tonight, Mr. Hardways. Would you like to take me heads up on that? I'll give you I, even odds. I don't know. I, I haven't been following as closely as I probably should have. As soon as the football season wraps up, I'll definitely be diving more into that. But let me pull up the game board here. Let's take a look <laughs> at the money line for NHL and see what we got here. If I take it, you're going to give me the best odds that we find on sports betting and television. I'll, I'll give you any odds that the Hawks don't lose tonight, buddy. I'm betting the Hawks don't lose. You, you could make your bet at any odds, sir. No, I, I, wait, are you talking about tonight or tomorrow night, right? Because I don't tonight. think <laughs> you oh, figured it out. You figured it out, my friend. See, this is this is what the Sharps do. They, they get a bet that they can't lose, and then they hammer it against someone that they can take advantage of. I was clearly mentioning the fact that the Hawks do not play tonight. They do play tomorrow. They're playing the Kraken, I believe. I'd have to look into that. I don't know the line on that. But we have some games tonight. The Lightning, a team I know you like to look at in the past, mm-hmm. they're mm-hmm. playing the Avalanche today, baby. Come on now. Let's go plus 118 on the Lightning. You got to like that. That is actually pretty intriguing there. Plus 118. Now it is in Colorado. Colorado is a really good team, of course, with plus 118. That's over on Bet Rivers. If you do want to back the Avalanche, you can get them at minus 130 on either Caesars or Bet MGM. I'm probably going to be diving into that one a little bit. I'm surprised the Golden Knights, though. This is another game. Golden Knights are on the road, but they're only minus 115 favorites. They're, they're the top of the West there or the uh, Pacific there. So, any idea why the the Knights are just not big favorites in this? I'd have to check into it. They might have a second string goalie in there. I have to check the goalies. I don't that know that they've be been announced game. yet. That'd be my most likely guess because the, the Knights are the, their strongest team, you know, on the season. Them and Avalanche are looking pretty good too. But they're the two strongest teams on the season. The Rangers, they they got Arcane man, so they're doing pretty well too. But yeah, the Knights, a team I like to back. That number you're mentioning. Four minus 115 is pretty consistent across the board. So you know you're getting a fair value. I know people like to see a better number. And we talk about on this program all the time, like, you know, look for that better number. But when you see that same number across the board for every sports book, you know it's pretty consistent. You know it's consistent for sure, but it's probably a pretty fair value because all the books are in consensus. You're just paying that little bit of juice. So you think the Knights are a better team than the Flames? Go ahead and bet them at that minus 115. Yeah, there you go. I'll t- a couple of games that I will be, a couple of teams I'll be staying away from completely. And just because it's huge favorites on the road, the Bruins at minus 250 and the Capitals. And uh, well, we won't tell the real Jay Z, but I'm not taking the Capitals. In fact, I might take the Sharks on that one. Late game, minus 210. I just don't, you know, 10 and 5 Capitals team against a really bad Sharks team, certainly. But we've talked about it on this podcast before where you've got huge favorites on the road 
in the NHL, more often than not, you're, you're probably not going to meet value on that. So anything else on NHL before we move along? No, I will say, like, stay away from Boston, man. Do not bet against this team. Pasternak, man, he's the dude. Guy's got 13 goals on the season, 18 assists. Like, just unreal leading the team. Stay away from betting Boston against Boston. So let's move on to the NFL. We had a good slate. We had a full slate on, I think I recapped the Thursday games, or excuse me, the, the Thanksgiving games on the Thursday night podcast, so we don't need to dive into those. But your Chiefs, your Chiefs did win. They started out a little sluggish, but they ended up winning against the Raiders 31-17. to We had a kind of a mediocre Sunday night game last night, 20-10. to Chargers, Justin Herbert's doing everything he can. He's the Oregon product there, but he just does not have the weapons to get anything going on offense there. Our Bears play tonight. I'll circle back on that. And I do want to mention, though, the big game of the week. This one should have been our Sunday night game. The Eagles beat the Bills 37-34 to in overtime. Surprising stat, since they changed the overtime rules a couple of years ago, after Josh Allen did not have the opportunity to win, after the kick and the field goal, et cetera, so they changed it. Josh Allen's now 0-5 in overtime games so a bit of a just of a surprising stat there but yeah Jalen Hurts was just on fire 18 for 31 200 yards and three touchdowns passing and then another 14 rushes for 65 yards and two touchdowns on the ground of course Josh Allen was doing everything he could 29 for 51 339 and two touchdowns and then nine for 81 and two touchdowns as well it's the first time in NFL history that we've had two quarterbacks pass for multiple multiple touchdowns and rush for multiple touchdowns in the same game aces i gotta ask though did you watch the game at all because i was hooked on this one no i I didn't watch the game and i didn't watch a single nfl game although the boy asked me to turn on some football on thanksgiving so we thought about it but of course it was commercial because that's how the nfl rolls (laughs) it's the thursday's tough to watch for sure and this is not a we are not sponsored but i would say the nfl red zone is probably the best product that america has put out in the last 100 years for certain (laughs) certainly but we do have one game tonight we've got the bears and the vikings so we have an nfc north showdown the bears it it is in minnesota vikings are the favorite not as big a favorite as i would have thought though the vikings minus two and a half let's pull up the game board for the money line first so minnesota minus 157 on the money line that's over at bat rivers bears plus 136 over on DraftKings. those are the best lines across the board again minus two and a half to minus three depending on where you get it so the minus two and a half it's actually shaded a little bit to the minus three you can get minus three at caesars at minus 110 or minus two and a half at minus 124 on bet rivers otherwise bears plus three at minus 110 or plus two and a half at plus 102 and then the over in this game is a little lower 42 and a half in this game i think i'm probably going to be back in the bears on this one and this might be just an emotional game for me i'm not sure that the bears have a better team but i don't i don't know that josh dobbs the minnesota quarterback is everything that he's been purported to be of course he had some amazing comebacks comebacks this year but they're still the Vikings are probably still not going to have Justin Jefferson. The running game is suspect. Their their defense is a little weak, and Justin or Justin Fields can be he can put it together. So I'm probably going to be back in the Bears, both the spread and the I'm going to pull an aces here and do the spread and the money line on this one, getting plus money plus one thirty six on the Chicago Bears for me. Aces, are you tailing on this one, or you just kind of stay away? No, I'll stay away. I never mind backing a dog though, especially at that number. The NFL plus 130. I, I do have something to bring to this segment, though. You might be surprised. NFL oh. segment. What's what's Aces going to bring? You know? I was actually tooling through to see what the, well, you could guess what team I was checking the futures odds on the Chiefs to see what they're at now currently. And I noticed a line on the comeback award winner of the year, comeback player for the NFL. Mm-hmm. I see DeMar Hamlin at minus 165. How is he not a shoe-in to win that award? I think the the biggest concern is he's only played a handful of snaps this year. So 
I took him at minus 200 or so, uh, kind of early in the season. I thought that's that's an easy lock. But the, the fact of the matter is he has played several games, He's but he's been inactive for more games than he hasn't been. And he's only played a handful of snaps on special team. And so you've got other players that might be considered in that area, like Tua Tagovailoa, who dealt with a myriad of injuries last year. He's been playing very, very well this year and it's just i probably though just the lack of play time for demar hamlin so he is the favorite as you can tell do you have that up right now do you know who might be right yeah. on that list with him yeah you were right two is right there at plus 250 he's the second in line and then to round out the trifecta there you got josh dobbs at plus 425 from there, there pretty much drops off so. yeah and i'm not sure josh jobs has, josh dobbs has the resume this year to even do that of course he's been playing very very well but career journeyman I'm not sure that there's much to come back. I don't, I don't take anything away from Josh Jobs in his career, but I'm not sure that that really makes sense. So it's probably down to Tua and DeMar Hamlin. And I think as long as Tua doesn't set the world on fire and win the MVP, I think DeMar Hamlin pretty much, I mean, the guy was basically dead on the field for four minutes. <laughs> he stepped on, he back on the NFL field. How do you not give him the comeback player of the year, right? Exactly. And the, the thing we're talking about is, you know, whatever your opinion on who it should be, that that's your opinion. But we're, we're trying to make money here. We're trying to, you know, make money on our bets. And to me, this is a business. The NFL is a business. Do not make any mistake about that. They are out to make money. And this would be fantastic publicity for them, essentially free publicity. So I don't know how they could not give it to that man, whether he only played one snap. It's just a political thing, a business decision, you know, at minus 165. To me, that makes sense. What book is that on, by the way? This is it's unfortunately on DraftKings, but maybe I could shop around and find it somewhere else. I'm sure you could find it. I'm pretty sure that you could find similar odds on like MGM or something like that. So let's round it out. Unless there's anything major, uh, we are we're in a slow period, obviously for golf. Anything major with tennis right now? I think it's probably a slow time for tennis as well. I know you got a couple of WTA events like at the Buenos Aires 125 is going on, but anything big going on in the tennis world? Well, Mr. Sinner, he just took down for Italy. They. uh won the Davis cup title over there. Um, big, you know, big surprise. They thought Serbia was a favorite, I believe. And then after that, I, I would guess Australia probably behind them. I don't know exactly, but Italy, you know, coming through with that center win against, I mean, it's just fantastic. The type of tennis he's been playing, to be honest with you, it's exciting to, they won the Davis cup, but still these aren't the events that I watch a lot. And they're not the events that I put a lot of money on just for the fact that, um, the players don't get as many points for them. So they don't always necessarily try to win the match like they would in one of the, you know, the big masters events. So I kind of stay away from it, but still exciting. Good to see Italy get that underdog win there in the Davis cup. Well, there you go. That's good to see for them. And let's round this out with college basketball. We will touch on NBA. I'm just looking at the schedule. It looks like the in-season group play games will wrap up tomorrow, November 28th. So we will touch base on the quarterfinals starting next week on Monday, December 4th. And then the semifinals are on the 7th, championship on December 9th. But college basketball, how's your season been going, Aces? Been going fantastic. You know, it takes a little bit of a backseat. It starts up, we hammer it. Well, I should say I hammer it. Then it takes a little bit of a backseat because you start to get those games. Like the game I'll bring up today is UConn, New Hampshire, minus 31. That's a huge number. Why would you bet UConn? Hammer that. UConn is going to come out and just destroy New Hampshire. But you get a lot of these games where it's not real competitive. And in other than this specific instance, you never know how many teams the points are going to score. They might try to get their second string, some bench guys coming off there, get a little action. And that's hard to quantify. That's hard to know off the top of your head. So I kind of stay away from 
NCAA basketball bets this time of year. But I will say that UConn, New Hampshire, just <laughs> take the 31. They're going to cover it. Yeah, that's probably probably a good bet right there. I mean, Xavier's also a pretty big favorite in their game. 16-point favorite over Oakland there. It's a bit of a smaller slate today. It looks like we only have about 15, maybe 16 games where usually we've got north of 30, 35 games on a given day. So it's got to pick your spots when you've got a smaller slate like this. Would you agree? Absolutely. And the smaller slate is a factor. You got to remember these guys are in college. They're coming back from their vacations, their stuff, their travel. That's why the schedule is a little bit lighter because, you know, a lot of schools, they don't want to have games tonight necessarily. You never know what kind of attendance you're going to get too, right? <laughs> you yeah. got to sell tickets, right, Mr. Hardway? Also a business. It's definitely, definitely also a business there. So yeah, much bigger slate. Tomorrow, I'm just going to pull up the top 25 and see who we've got playing tomorrow. we got Kansas. Kansas playing Eastern. We won't be able to bet that here in Illinois because they're playing Eastern Illinois. But you've got a you've got a top 12 matchup between Kentucky at home versus Miami. You've got Purdue. Got to, got to hammer that Purdue team against Texas, Texas Southern, no matter what the spread is, don't you? Absolutely. And that's the one thing I've been hammering Purdue all year long. People have been hearing me talk about it. And what have they been doing? They've been covering. So. Yep, and then Gonzaga versus CSU Bakerfield. So a lot of opportunity the rest of this week. I think that's going to be it for us today. As, unless there's any other sports that you want to bring up, Aces, I think we covered all the big ones. No, I think that you definitely got the – is it the gambit? Is that yeah. what it is? Run, yeah, the, the full gambit there. Full gambit. I, know, I don't know if it was me that corrected you on that once or you that corrected me. I cannot recall, but now we know. So I believe you got the full gambit there, sir. Excellent. Excellent. All right. Well, that'll be it for us. My name is Hardways Mike. We will be back on Thursday for this will be our conference championship preview. So we got two on Friday and then the rest of the games on Saturday. Aces, anything you want to leave the people with? No, sir. All right. As we say over here at SBI, if you don't, you don't always have to bet, but when you do, wager wisely. 